Hey, Yetta, what's my favorite game? Soccer? Yes. Hockey? Yes. Monopoly? No. Oh, okay. So I know, though, that really your favorite game, maybe your favorite game, too, has to do with wealth. It's the wealth game, yes. The wealth game. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. And today we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and well, I don't want to say tricks, but let's say tactics that we, we get, all need. Do we get to share money too? We actually we kind of do. Monopoly money. So we can by turn the way. our house into home and our families thrive and we live the best life possible. So today we're going to consider like what if you actually treated Ken, our net worth statement, like a game? What if we made it fun rather than what I think happens for a lot of us is drudgery? You know, I kind of treat life like a game you do (laughs) the game of life is that your favorite no okay fair enough so what is your favorite game then you said no to the ones i wanted to i think really what happens is i go through cycles where certain things are more fun than others like when i was younger and the kids were younger it was monopoly monopoly was fun i never did study it and learn the intricacies specifics of how you win it but i did know when you buy lots of land and buy the most expensive land you can get your hands on and then build real estate on it, typically you're going to win the game. <laughs> so isn't, isn't it kind of like, like life, right? Yeah. And then uh, I like the game of life because it's interesting. And all these games are excellent for teaching kids, right? And the game of life, you get a, um, you get a, a what, what would you call it? A career, right? right? <laughs> when you pick your career, your career also, if you have a high career, you have higher expenses because you live in a bigger house and have more expensive cars and typically, and then you start having kids and you find out how expensive they are. And so the game of life is fun. And then my all time favorite for quite a while was cash flow by Robert Kiyosaki. And it was basically getting out of the rat race. And by selecting which which investments you were going to make or which purchase they were investments and purchases, and purchases right what things some, were liabilities some were good and some were bad bad in that they reduced your net worth and cost you monthly and when your monthly costs were high then it was harder to get out of the rat race which was called retirement right when you could get out of the rat race that's when your passive income equaled or was greater than your monthly expenses to live exactly and then you then you don't have to work to pay the bills if you work it's because you love what you do that's and a the great impact place that to you're be. making mm-hmm. in the world right yeah. so it, it shifts i think it it shifts the way we show up even if mm-hmm. you feel like you have to be there it's a lot harder Mm. And so when we're talking about our net worth statement, I think for a lot of people and a lot of our clients and people that have read the wealth formula, do their net worth statement every month. And some people do it every week. And for, for many, and for me, for many, many years, it was a point of contention. It was drudgery. It was, it created anxiety because I looked at what wasn't going well versus what was going well. Mm. Interesting. That was one of my 
angles. We should have done things differently. We should have got there oh, faster. Oh, so then you started shooting on yourself. And, and then you have a shitty life. Right. And shooting on you. <laughs> yeah. You right? shouldn't should. No, you shouldn't should. <laughs> and it's interesting because once I lightened up a little bit, which sounds like a funny thing. When we started talking about this show, one of the things I was kind of concerned about, and maybe you're thinking the same thing, like, why are you making fun about money? Why are you laughing at the whole game of wealth building in life in relation to your finances. That's because when we're super serious and super uptight, we can often borrow worries that don't actually exist. We can take things mm. from the past, bring them into the future. We yeah. th There is a level of let's enjoy this yeah. because it, where does it all go at the end? Well, it all goes back in the box. Just like Monopoly. Yeah. And so I think what's important, you hit on a really, really interesting thing is you can either live in that fear, fear of what your finances are like. And even if you have a, a fair bit of money and you're squirreling it away and you're afraid to spend, you're afraid to invest, that's fear-based. Or afraid to help or afraid to give it away. Because yes. we're not talking about having it just for our own purposes. No. It's about why do you want it? And then really, the cover the whole investor journey, which is what we talk about all the time, every day, all day, even in our own home, is because we invest in something all the time. We can't yeah. not be on what, an investor's what journey. What are you investing your time in? What are you investing your energy in? What are you investing your your knowledge and what are you what are you putting into your brain that's an investment in you is it a poor investment like watching a horror movie or something right well, okay that would we're be not going to judge other be, people no but that would be a poor investment for you because oh, it huge. causes you not to sleep and right. and all kinds of things so you decide for you what's a good investment in you and what's mm -hmm. a poor investment in the you. and the investment the more you can make it enjoyable or a little bit Fun. I'm going to use the word fun probably a lot in this episode. So even the Monopoly money that we were showing, if you're watching this episode, then you'll see we had Monopoly money mm. fanned out at the beginning when we were talking about what was Ken's favorite game. <laughs> and the reason we have Monopoly money, like it's kind of crazy. We were in Mexico. We have a little condo there now or a big condo there. I don't know what you call it. A, a vacation property condo. And when we were there, we were cleaning out all the cupboards. I thought I'd done it well when I went by myself. I didn't do it so good. So I found all kinds of things. And one of the things I found was a Spanish version or a quarter of a Spanish version of a Monopoly game. And mm -hmm. what was still there was the Monopoly money. And although I have loads some of, of it, some of it. And although I have loads of Monopoly money in the games that we had, there was something that drew me to it. And I brought it home on my suitcase. So I brought a suitcase full of money home from <laughs> and Mexico. You, and you didn't claim it. And I didn't claim the border, it. Did but you? the funny thing is it was Monopoly money. And yet there was all kinds of memories associated to the games that we played and even how we see money today. And that's what the idea of the show came from, was my mm. little suitcase full of Monopoly money. Yeah. So if you're thinking, oh, how do I apply this to my life? Maybe you want a 15-minute clarity call with us. Mm. Um, you know, we do real estate. We help people build wealth through real estate. And we also are quite happy to spend that, invest that, spend our time to invest in you for a 15-minute clarity call. So just connect with us through 
860-4663, or you can email us at info at Decrutine. Right. And we'll put a 613 at the beginning of, of the 860-4663. Well, because some of our friends and clients don't actually live in Ottawa, mm. right? They live elsewhere and not everybody's exchange in Ottawa is actually 613 anymore. Anyway, so 613-860-4663. And the reason I say, even if you're in another city in another country for that matter, the principles of playing the game of money and wealth don't change. So the yeah. idea with our net worth statement, that's really what we wanted to kind yeah, of play a game to see. And we look at it monthly and is it going up or is it going down? And if it's going down, what decisions did we make that caused it to go down? And if it's going up, what decisions did we do? And why did those things work? And when you understand why something works, you can replicate it, you can teach it, you can pass it down to the generations. Yeah. So, yeah, we treat our net worth statement like a game. And when you do, you can win big. So we're grateful to be your partners on this journey of wealth, wisdom, and worth. Hey, Yetta, how can you tell who's having the most amount of fun when they're playing a game? The one that's laughing, the one that's smiling. It's not the one that's winning? Well, usually it's one and the same, isn't it? If it's you. <laughs> For me, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we're excited to welcome you to free access. Like we've created over 587 licensed sidetrack episodes. You get access to them from home, office, or on the go. And the great news is they're about real estate, building wealth, insider tips, really how to make the most of what you have, mm. right? And in this episode, we're going to discover that the teammates that you have on the wealth journey aren't only the ones that you'd expect. Mm. There's some bonus teammates. Wow. And we're going to explore that. And you know, that affects my game is who I'm playing with. Not only like if you're in partnership, because one of the things we love to play is canasta and we play it as couples or as three couples. And, and most of the time we divide up as men against women or, you know, something like that. And you really want to play with me. As my partner. Yes. You are playing. And why, playing. why is that? Because we understand the same, we understand each other's way of playing. And we play to each other's hand and we play to each other's strengths and we yeah. play to each other's weaknesses. And when we're in opposition to each other, we know what's happening <laughs> to the other person or what's about to happen. So we usually have a good debate about who's going to sit on the right or the left of each other because you can, you affect, can, their you game. can affect their game a lot. And, and, and so I think it's fun to have teammates that actually, well, you do better in the game when you have a teammate that you trust. Do you understand the rationale? You know why they're doing what they're doing, not mm -hmm. just what they're going to do, but why they're going to do yeah. and when they're going to shift. And so when it comes to building wealth, having people on your team that believe like you believe, because sometimes we've had yeah. different financial people on our team that didn't believe it was about giving it away. That one of the big reasons for creating wealth is so that you can do good with the money or reach a certain amount of money and stop working. Right. You know? So they need to understand the, the rules of the game that you're going to be playing. If you've been in business with them for quite some time, it becomes very natural and nice. If they're, if they're in tuned with you, just like when we play cards, 
we have an intuition of what the other person's doing, why they're doing something. And it's important that when you have a wealth partners or wealth partners, which might be your, your lawyer, your accountant, your financial advisor, your investment person. You, oh, oh, uh, you, uh, you yeah, almost, <laughs> almost forgot real estate agent. Exactly. That's hilarious. And, and even your handyman, <laughs> your uh, mortgage specialist, your inspectors of different varieties that you might need mm -hmm. when you're purchasing property or people that are going to be consulting you on behalf of like how you, what's the best strategy by law departments. Like the professional team is huge. And yeah. there's lots of episodes we've talked about your professional team when it comes to building wealth through real estate and not only through real estate, but that's where our expertise is, mm -hmm. right? That's where we've helped the most people and done the best ourselves. When we've navigated out of that, we haven't done as well. And when we've done things we don't understand, even in the context of real estate, we haven't done as well. Sometimes. Yeah. Right. And so those teammates are kind of expected. So if you're thinking, I need a clarity conversation, I need 15 minutes of your time, Ken and Yetta, just to get a sense of what my next step is. Should I be doing this? Who can you introduce me to to add to my team? I have these players I trust, but I need some other teammates. Mm. And so we could just be that in our clarity call. You could just reach us at the office, you can give us a call, or you can email us. Uh, together at DeckerTeam.com, and we will move that conversation just one step forward because that's part of playing the game too, yep. is not trying to play the whole game at a mm. time, play one little strategic step. And when you have teammates that are the right teammates, they know how to pass it back to you yep. and how to set you up for the next great play. And you know what's really fun is when now the next generation is enjoying Canasta. So we have the grandkids, several of them are playing with us. And the kids. So you Our mean all three and, and my parents. So we got four generations. Yeah, sometimes we get a little tournament going. We need more than one table going because it's it game slows down at six people. And I, and I don't think we've ever played with eight. So we, it's better to play with two groups of four. any rate, but what's interesting is most people alleviate or don't include their children in their wealth game because it's like private, you know? I don't want my kids to know we're in debt. I don't want my kids to know what we're invested in. I don't want my kids to know how much money we have. And one of the things we found was it's, it's around mindset. And we taught our kids. We included our kids in financial decisions in when we were going to move, why we were going to move. We included them in those decisions with the pros and cons and everything. But what's really significant? What's really significant? Well, I, I think one, and I don't know if this is where you're going. Okay. So he just set me up maybe for a fall and maybe to <laughs> rise high to the heights. Yeah. But something significant that we learned with our kids when they were younger, we would say to them, we can't afford that. We can't afford that rather than involving them in the decision and letting them see whether it was a wise decision or not. Yes. So it's not can we or can't we, it's is it the best choice? We choose not to like, oh, let's get this new, you know, kids would start going, well, let's get a, let's go on a trip or let's buy this car or let's buy a, a camping trailer and we go, no, we choose not to. That's not a priority for us as opposed to 
we can't afford that. It's a huge mindset change. And sometimes we actually didn't have the cash to be able to buy it. So it wasn't like we always could get it. But if it was essential, you always find a way for the essential priorities. And so everything is a choice, even if there isn't enough money in the bank. And that was a really big thing for us to change. And now I've watched our kids live Mm -hmm. that and the grandkids live that. So it's more about not what you do with your money, which I think is where you were going. It's about letting your kids see what you're doing with your money. And why. And why. Yes. And another thing we did was we took our kids to financial seminars. We took them at like 12 and and 15 to Steve Harvecker in his millionaire mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Harvecker. Harvecker. Yes. Got yeah. that wrong? Yeah. It was close. It's it was pretty close. Good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and... You know, we went down for three-day seminar in Toronto, brought our kids, learned money mindsets together. That's what I call generational wealth. It's not – generational wealth isn't like we just give a, a sack full of money when we die to charity or to our kids or their kids. Or strangers. It's, that's a little piece of it. But it's what do we teach them? I remember we would do a game called Cash Flow by Robert Kiyosaki. And at the time, we were um, leading the college and career college group. And career group, yep. And we would play that game with them because we wanted to instill wealth ideas into the college and career group. And our son would play with us, and he was like twelve, yeah, he was 11, a kid. 12. yeah. And he knew this stuff so well that they would be asking him for advice. Should I buy this investment or should I not buy this investment? It was fascinating. And he would go around from player to player and coach them. And they were in their 20s. So it was actually really, really cool to watch the knowledge he had learned as a eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old was actually making an impact in other people's lives, yeah. right? So it's important that, you, that we all recognize there is no monopoly on living a wealthy life. And we're privileged and passionate that we can help you be, and all of us, be positioned for generational legacy. Yet, how do you know when you're moving too fast? Well, I know I'm moving too fast when I fall flat on my face. <laughs> and that, or I run into somebody or a wall mm. or I run into a problem. And so we're excited that for over 30 years, we've actually been able to come alongside you not only to sell, buy, and invest in real estate over 3,117 times, but really come alongside you to build your faith, build your finances, build your fun, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish inside relationships. So really 30 years of life building, wealth building, and home building. Hmm. And so in this episode, we're going to discover that when we set goals like a game when it's about money, we actually do so much better. Wow. So setting goals makes you better. I'm writing those goals down. Writing them down, but if they're arduous, if they're boring, if it's monotonous, it doesn't actually help. So So what you're saying is what is the driver? What's the why behind my wealth goals? Let's start there. Right. Is it to drill wells? Is it to Make sure that your parents you have drill a- wells where people don't have clean water. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's <laughs> okay. my short rendition. <laughs> how I get there quick. That's obviously a passion thing, right? <laughs> clean water is such a deal. Yes. I mean, I've 
experienced it and maybe have two where even on a vacation, they don't have healthy water there and how arduous that can be for the person. Mm. Right. And then to take it a you step know what further another one for me is, can I just finish my thought? Please go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Taking it a step further where there isn't clean water ever to be had, right. Drinking out of swampy streams and, muddy water and like we've experienced that mm-hmm. being attacked by a alligator well, while you're trying to get water out of the swamp or that kind of thing and so water to me is without water you can't live and That's so true. that probably is my single other than sustaining and building good choices with money that would be my passion area mm-hmm. right and yours as well clean water for everybody yep and my second one yes. is smiles, because I think everybody wants to smile. Everybody needs to have a smile. And uh, Operation Smile is one that we, we give a donation off of every paycheck. Mm-hmm. And that helps people with uh, children with cleft palate. And, and, um, and the operation is only like $400 per child. So we can make a difference for the lifetime of a child by helping repair a defect. And well, what, what you're saying is it's the lifetime of the adult. It's not even the lifetime of the child. It's like through their entire life. What oh, yeah. will they do? What courage will they be able to have where they might have hidden before? Now they don't through their entire life. So it changes their entire adulthood. Yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, so cool. When I said the life of a child, I meant like <laughs> the whole life. <laughs> right. And they're an adult. <laughs> anyway, so we digress today. Mm. And yet the point is, how can you make it a little bit enjoyable? Because if you're not having fun with it, it, you probably don't do as well. Like if you thought about anything that you've ever attempted to do, if you don't like it, you tend not to do it as well. Mm. Recent, and so yeah. we've been setting... Even our goals, one of the things we did to make it a little more fun was changed it from a flat amount of money Mm -hmm. to a percentage. And that kind of created a game atmosphere because as I earned more or as I sold more of the stuff I don't need in my house anymore, I got to keep a percentage of that either for my giveaway money or for my fun money, like for each of our Mm -hmm. categories of where we put our money. And if we did it by percentage... It was a lot more enjoyable than if I only got $10 for fun anyway, regardless of how well I sold all the stuff I don't need yeah. no more. Whereas if you got a half a percent of your income, or we said half of what you sell, half of the money you attain from selling your, your stuff you're not using anymore, you could reinvest in new junk. Or <laughs> <laughs> you could, but we're talking about investing here. So things that go up in value you could just, rather than or, down. Or there's value in experiences, mm. you know, like what, what percentage you want to put away for an experience, whether that's taking your children on a trip, going to a conference, you know, an educational conference on, on money or mindset or, mm-hmm. you know, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Cause mindset is so huge. So percentage makes it more fun because now if I'm saying 1% is going to go to this, well, if I earn an extra $1,000, then I get an extra 10 bucks. 
Right. right. And maybe it's not 1%, maybe it's 10%. Like you get to decide what the percentages are and what's appropriate for you in a particular season because our right. percentages have changed in different seasons of our life too. Yes. And it could be even, uh, you know, we call it, some people call it a side hustle. Like it could be a part time job, it could be a business venture, something mm-hmm. where you go, okay, well, this is above and beyond money. So I'm going to put like even 50% in this. You know, 25% for taxes, 50% for there, and 25% for something else like debt elimination or, or whatever. Or investing right? in real estate and building wealth with. Yeah. Like, you know, a wealth account is a really good place to have a high investment. Because if you can get your money to make your money, that's kind of fun. Mm, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. you know you're going too fast when you start getting careless. When you start not doing your due diligence, when you fall flat on your face, which is where we started, when I stop sleeping well at night, I know I'm making my decisions too quickly and I'm playing the game faster than my game is intended to be played. Mm. So slow it down so that I can actually understand what I'm doing as I'm doing it yeah. and understand the why of why I never lose my why. Soon as I take my focus off my why or have a why that doesn't serve me so well, because I've had those in my life, uh, it throws things into disarray mm-hmm. and there's chaos. Yeah. So if you're thinking, hey, how do I how do I process all this? Well, <laughs> maybe you want to give us a call at 613-860-4663 and we'll just have a clarity call for 15 minutes. We're going to talk to you about what's important to you. And how maybe to move towards that or whether we need to, we, it would be good for us to get together to decide how we could help you move forward. That's what the clarity calls for. I remember recently one of our clients who now friends took a picture of us and I forget what we we're doing, showing a property and negotiating something, whatever. And he called us and I'm with my wealth dealer. So, how's that? Because when you play cards or something, you have a dealer, right? Well, he had five copies of your book and he found them out. So, there's actually a photo, right? He had five copies of your book that was his birthday gift because we knew he loves helping people grow wealth. And so, he was so excited to be with his wealth dealer with the wealth formula and he fanned them out. And so, even that was a game. And he said, are you okay with it yet? I'm like, are you, am I allowed to post this? I said, oh, have at it. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable posting it. <laughs> but if it made him comfortable and excited him, mm. then it was his way of playing the game. Right. Right. And so, let's, let's connect with our kids, right? Like Ryan says, he likes to level up. Level up. Level up. And I think that comes from a gaming world, you know, where you mm. move up a level in the game. He does that with finances. He treats it like a game. So Robert Kiyosaki says, to be the master of your money, you must be smarter than it. Which can't be hard, can it? (laughs) (laughs) So we're honored to be your advocates in this journey towards wealth building through real estate and having a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward.